Welcome everyone to another episode of Real Life Discussions with Pastor Rodney and Teresa. I'm excited about today's uh, segment because we're going to be talking about what is the plan for your life. Before we start that, we want to wish everyone a belated (laughs) 4th of July. Uh, We are doing this on Sunday, and so we can get it out to everyone. But uh, we looked very patriotic yesterday. We sure did. We had matching shirts. Everybody... Well, I can't say everybody, but a lot of people did comment on them. Um, we didn't buy them in the same place, yes. but uh, we were very festive with our red, white, and blue And yesterday. we love our country. We celebrated uh, Independence Day yesterday. Hopefully you did, and we just spent time together. Mm-hmm. Went out and done our weekly uh, grocery store shopping, and everybody stopped and said, Lord, you look very, uh, what's the word they used a lot? Patriotic, festive. festive. So, and I took that as a compliment because my shirt was like the American flag and then you had wet, red, white, and blue shirt on. So it looked, it looked really good. But um, we will be getting with everyone here in the next week or two and talk to you about service and what we're going to be doing because we're praying about how we're going to do that. So we'll be talking to you, everyone in the church, a little bit later in a different way. We're not sure how we're going to do that, but we want to get some of y'all's input on some stuff too. But um, we are in a different phase of our life. Yeah. Uh, Jordan's married and moved out, and they live on the other side of Charlotte. Jared got married in... January. January, wasn't it? My mind goes for February for some reason, and I've done the wedding, so... Um, So he's gone. Yeah. So when I say gone, he's... We have an emptiness. Yeah, you know, he's five minutes from the house and Jordan's less than 30 minutes from the house. So we're still got him close. But when that shifts, mm-hmm. you've got to begin to pray and say, Lord, what is your plan for mine and Teresa's life? Mm-hmm. Cause used to, it was, what was your plan for my family's life? And the boys were involved in that. Oh yeah. But now they're gone, they're married. And, uh, so we are spending time and asking God, what is the plan for our life when it comes to what we should be doing? What's his plan and purpose for us individually as a couple mm-hmm. without the boys here? And I, I just recommend anybody listen to this to begin to ask that. You've got time right now because some churches uh, have limited services. Yeah. Some churches, they're asking a lot of people not to come. So mm-hmm. you might go one week and not the next week. Uh, some right now have not having church. And I've heard a lot of kickback on that. Why don't you, where's your faith at? Why don't you go ahead and just start having church? I've heard people say that on social media. Mm -hmm. But as a pastor, we've talked about this. Our job is to protect our congregation. Yes. And not just be a shepherd, but to protect them. So that's what we're trying to do. And very quickly, we have seen the numbers in this area. Yeah, they have, um, we're we're seeing numbers that are... um, have surpassed the original, you know, when the, the when peak, the peak, the, the actual spike. Um, I think that it, we kind of discussed this early on when um, the fear, the COVID fear, just started in the in the country and in the state hadn't really touched this area as much. It was more so located in your your bigger cities. Um, And we've seen it move its way into the small communities. Um, I mean, it's debatable 
with how you want to say this has come about. Um, it's debatable with, with the masking and, and, the, and the things. Um, I do, as a nurse, believe that you do need to wear your mask. We have worn one since yes, it started. we've worn one since it, it, we were... Uh, Asked to. Yeah, and even before. Yeah. Um, and the hand washing, keeping your hands away from your face. And also the social distancing when you're out. You know, be at a respectful distance from the people in front of you. And definitely, if you have signs and symptoms of anything, don't don't go out. I'm amazed at how many times you can hear someone coughing, coughing and you can tell yeah. it's a deep, congestive cough. And they will be with other people, so it's not even necessarily that they came out out of necessity. Um, it was more of a pleasure thing to be out and about, and it draws attention to you. And, yeah. and I'm sure people we go down different all all together. Yeah, you're going to throw an angry. Yeah, we don't want people to walk. We don't want people to walk in fear. Oh, that's not no, the, no. what we're saying. No, but you know we Cautious. we did talk about this early on. Not everyone's faith is at the same level, no. and when you um, you may be a mighty man or woman of faith and and can believe God, you know, for your healing with no problem. Um, And then you have someone else that struggles with, and I think it's just common sense. I mean, you wouldn't want to expose yourself to something. It's kind of like trying the spirits. Mm -hmm. That's like tempting God. Yeah. Keep yourself... Healthy and and whole and separated well, as much as you can. Even right now, where we limit who we get around, we get around mm-hmm. family, and that's about the sums it in up. In small groups, yes, in very small, limited groups. And if you do get together with your family in a bigger setting, we found that if you do it outdoors, um, we've we've gone to a park, and everyone has sat at their own. Table. Table, and they brought their own food so that there's no cross-contamination of um, food in that way. Um, And then you can, you know, obviously you can go on walks and things of that nature. Right now it's just so hot. Yeah. Um, Well, as we've seen, and this is public record as you can watch, the numbers have went up, mm -hmm. but people are not as sick. No, they don't. They're, They're still you know, major issues, uh, issues, but not like we saw with the initial scare. So we don't want people to be in fear, but we do still want everyone to be cautious Mm -hmm. uh, as your pastor and people that's listening to this. You know, I've got a pastor's heart. That means I've got a caring heart. That means I want everyone to protect themselves. Um, But don't walk in this fear because the Bible says that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a, I say, holy ghost sound mind, but a sound mind. So you you just want to be cautious and just watch what you do. Uh, But uh, so that's kind of, you know, some things we want to talk about on that this morning. But as we started out a little bit earlier, um, I want you to begin, people that's listening, pray about what God has got planned for your life. Yeah. Uh, again, you go through different uh, phases of your life. You know, we had our babies. Mm-hmm. They were teenagers or kids and teenagers, and now they're adults. And uh, so right now, a lot of divorces mm-hmm. come into play at this time when the kids are gone because 
husband and wife look at each other and they have built their relationship around their kids so yeah, much. Yeah, that's so true. That they've not built the relationship around each other. Mm-hmm. And we always told our boys this. Uh, they would catch us hugging each other and, uh, and they'd go, ooh. And we would look at them and say, well, one of these days you're going to leave us. And they did. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be, still be together. So we tried to watch it. We did wrap ourselves around our boys. Son. Yeah, you become involved in your children's life, but it can't be you're so engrossed with your children that you forget about your spouse. And then when the time comes for that emptiness, then it's really empty. And you don't you look and you don't know each other. No. So we have tried, and in some areas we have failed. We should have done it more than we did mm-hmm. uh, during their during when they were younger. But we tried to do some things by ourselves. And thank God we had family that watched our kids, so we'd go on vacation and made sure we kept that. So whatever phase you're in right now, you need to begin to pray and say, Lord, what is your plan? If you've got kids, what's your plan right now with my kids and ourselves? Make sure you're still spending some time with your spouse. Then as they go through that process, that uh, and it did help that you know Jordan, when he got married, uh, then Jared went off to college a little mm-hmm. bit and was gone some, and that helped. Uh, into so that helped a little bit. But the scripture I want you to look at when you're planning uh, your life is found in Proverbs 29 and 18. It says, Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law, happy is he. Now, we use this for ministries, mm-hmm. for churches, and for your personal ministry. But I want you today to look at this because I always say scriptures two prongs a lot of times, and this is two. This is about your personal life too, not just ministry, not just church, but your personal life. Another translation says this. It's the Message Bible says, If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. Okay, so it means to attend. It means to take heed and to begin to do what He has revealed. So... That means, again, we're going to go away from church. That means he can reveal what his plan is for Teresa and Rodney's life. Yeah. Uh, I know sometimes you've told me, Rodney, you need to get off and get a plan for us. Yeah. yeah. And uh, by doing that, you get off before God and say, Father, what is your plan for my family's life? What do you put aside in church, put aside ministry this time? What is your plan for us to do mm-hmm. for the next couple of years? Or for, you know, ever how long it is. Right now, we're in the uh, middle phases of our life, I believe. And so, Lord, what is your plan? But I believe that plan will be spending time with your spouse, mm-hmm. getting to know, growing closer together. Um, and it says you'll be blessed. And that's what we want. Yeah. We want what he reveals will bring blessing to your life. Uh, get before God to get the vision, the revelation, the... Uh, Prophetic vision, no get it through the word get it through you you can't speaking to you you know we kind of throw that off yeah but he can speak to you to you from the word of god and say this is what i have planned for your life mm-hmm. you know for you personally for your family and for your just your life in general your professional life your job mm-hmm. anything because if you know in proverbs 29:18 when he says people perish or the the message bible says they they stumble some people like to live on the, the spontaneity of hey what are we going to do today well, so, and that's fine sometimes yeah but in the long term i know me personally 
I, I am very goal-oriented. Yeah. I want to know where we're going, how you plan to get us there. And some, sometimes it's, you, you have to still make that step of faith. But if you've heard from God and you know the direction He's telling you to go, it's so easy to put your foot out there. But when you have no clue what you're going to do or how you're going to get there, it's so scary. And the stumbling all over yourself, you're bumping up against each other, causes friction, it Mm -hmm. causes tension. And for an all-well-rounded, happy home. Well, I mean, sometimes sometimes we'll go on vacation, do something, and we'll say we're not going to plan nothing. And that's fine. That's that's a whole different thing. We'll wake up in the morning and just talk about it and do it. But we're talking about everyday living yeah we're not just getting off on vacation yeah and a lot of times what we're talking about if you are praying about what you know you're in that second phase third phase of your life or whatever what is your plan it might take an investment Mm -hmm. for you to walk in that next phase you know i've had people tell me or and i've read in books i've heard other ministers if you've got a ministry you need to invest in yourself Mm -hmm. you know what are you buying to feed yourself and when I say that, books and what what are you listening to? Are you in the Word so you can feed yourself for the ministry? Yeah. Well, also for your personal life, what are you investing for down the road? Yeah. One thing that we have, have, you know, we've prayed about is if we don't do things and plan now, it's going to be harder when we get older. Mm-hmm. So why not do those things now? Because, you know, I talked to my dad the other day. He says, as you get older, there's less in the, in the natural you can do unless you've got a support system around you that's that true. can do that for you. That's true. So that's something that, that we are looking at and we're praying about. Lord, what can we do right now? This is a phase in our life that maybe when we're 80 or 90, we won't be able to do so we can get to the goal that you yeah. have for us. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Expected, exciting end. Yeah. I believe that God wants the latter part of your life to be even greater than the beginning part of your life. Mm -hmm. So this thing's supposed to be intensifying. Our lives together with our family, with my spouse, with my beautiful wife, is supposed to be growing. Mm-hmm. And he says here to give you a future and a hope. And again, we look at this as ministry, but today we're not. He wants to give you a future and a hope. He wants you to give you something worth living for. Something to look forward to. And something exciting, yeah. I mean, so you can be saying, you know, this is a place I'm going. Yeah. I want to be excited about that in my life. And I'm here to tell you that we would see greater things in people's lives if they had this attitude. Yeah. Uh, I know, you know, my dad had a boat, and he said, you can use that boat anytime you want to, but on Sundays. God will bless you with things, but you don't want to, it to take away from having time with fellowship in church and with Christian people because you don't want it to pull you away from God. It should be building your relationship with God, too. Yeah. Uh, like vacation to us, when we go on vacation, we spend time in prayer. Mm-hmm. We spend time, if we go to the beach, for instance, we take, uh, I take books to read, leadership books, ministry books, my Bible, you take things, and we sit there as we're looking at the ocean, and we're, we're, we're spending time, we'll hold hands, we'll read a book, mm-hmm. we're developing the inside of us, but also the relationship that we have with each other. Uh, but you know, the, when it says to give you an expected end, um, the other translation of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. If you're not expecting something good, you're not going to get it. And yes. you know, there's some people that 
have even confessed over their lives uh, the you know the best is behind me and you know there's just all this doom and gloom well that's what's gonna yes gonna happen especially right now in the time we're living in yeah you've got you have to expect good things you have to believe that that plan God has for you which you're going to go a little further into is going to bring you into good places I think we need to be like Smith Wigglesworth he got up every day not looking at the doom and gloom no matter how his body felt he got up and danced around his room praising God and he, he set his uh, expectations high that day by doing that. So that's something that I think we need to do as believers. Absolutely. What are you called to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we're, we're pulling away from the church right now. This is not, we, you know, we'll talk about that when we get back to church. We'll go over the vision again and things like that. But what am I called to do? What am I called to do as a couple, mm-hmm. as, as Christians? As Yes, we're still called to be mom and dad to our boys. Mm-hmm. Uncle Bubby and Aunt uh, TC to our nieces and nephews. We're still called to be brothers and sisters and those things. But our, what are we called to do? What is our purpose as just people? Yeah. Um, what does God expect from us? You know, He wants us to walk in love. He wants mm-hmm. us to care about people. He wants those things. Um, but in Romans chapter 8, verse 27 and 28 says... Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Now down here, read that again and put my little notes I've put in there. Verse 27, now he who searches the hearts, that's the thoughts or feelings, the mind, knows what is the mind or you could say purpose of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know or are aware of or we understand that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called and called is invited, appointed, the the children of God, Uh the saints of God, according to his purpose. Now, I like this word purpose, what I wrote down here. Read that. It says, A setting forth as exposed before God, the showbread, where the shoebread is in the Old Testament. Okay, we know that was a setting forth. Centerpiece. Centerpiece. And we've talked about that at church. Some of you all that's been there, we've talked about that verse. I think Pastor Don ministered a message in the next week. I brought that out in that. But here he's saying the Spirit knows. Mm Mm-hmm. God wants you to be the showbread. He wants our life, our purpose, our calling to be the centerpiece that people can see there's a God. Yeah. Like, my Lord, what is different about them than us? Mm-hmm. That will draw a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Draw people to God mm-hmm. and say, you know, look how their life is. See, that's, that's, that should be our goal is just Christians. Mm-hmm is drawing people to God. And God can use all of us mm-hmm. every day drawing people to God because we can be the showbread. People look, see, there is a God in heaven. Look what God did with their life. Yeah. And it says that the Spirit of God knows. Mm-hmm. He knows what your calling is. But you've got to spend time in God's presence to find out that vision, that calling for your relationship with your spouse. To draw it out. 
And to me, that's very important that we've got to realize. God wants you to be the showbread on this planet. Even right now with all the chaos, if we will allow the Spirit of God to begin to, to show through us, we can change this world. And the Bible says in Ephesians 2 and 9. Verse 10. Oh, sorry. Ephesians 2 and 10 says, yes. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And I wrote down, What good works has God prepared for you to walk in? Because it's good works. Yeah. It's God has big things, a future and a hope. He's got big things in store for each and every one of us. And one thing you've got to get out of your mind is how old are you? Yeah. That's, you know, I, I've talked to people that said, well, I, I, you know, my, I'm old. And I, that has nothing to do with the plan and the purposes that God has for your life. Wow. And the Bible says he'll bring those years back. He'll, he'll put you right where you're supposed to be at the time in your life if you will pray yeah. Get before him and allow the Spirit of God to show you what you're supposed to be doing in your ordinary day life. Yeah. And again, it's supposed to be the show bread. The it's consecrated to... bread, the set-apart bread. Yes. Mm -hmm. That people can look and say, there's just something special about them. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at them. I, there's nothing sweeter to me that when we're somewhere and we walk around and we see older people holding hands. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's special because it shows the relationship with each mm -hmm. other. Um, Philippians 4 and 13. 13 says I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me and then I wrote down all things that have to do with the fulfilling of the purpose of God for your life so again you've got to get your mind off of what you can do this is on what God can do through you Yeah. because a lot of times well, I can't do that yeah, well, you can't do it yourself. Well, that's what bring, makes the showbread, makes you mm -hmm. to be set apart because God took your ordinary life and done a supernatural thing with it. Yeah. And he, he brought you to this point where people can look and say, look what God did. Yeah. And I've got wrote in my, my Bible, and I, I got it from someone else, and it just says, I want my ministry and my life to be so extraordinary that people look and say, only God could have done that. And people had already have said that about me. Yeah. But I want people to look at our lives and say, only God could have done that in Rodney and Teresa's life. Yeah. Uh, Matthew 19 and 26 says, But Jesus looked at them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. All things are possible through God. Yeah. So again... It's not what you can do through yourself. It's what you can do through faith and allowing God to use you. Mm -hmm. Then in Mark 9 and 23. Jesus said unto him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. There is two or three scriptures we've just shared with you that says all things are possible yeah. through God. And if you look throughout history and look at some amazing people through history, through the Word, you'll see that God took ordinary people and took them beyond their natural abilities. Yeah. But they were willing to sell out. Yeah. So quit looking at, I can't do that because I don't have this. I can't do that because this is not just right. You need to say, okay, Lord, if that's what you want me to do, the Bible says all things are possible with God. So I'm going to begin to do what I can do, mm -hmm. then allow God to do what God can do. And when it's all over with, people will look and say, look what God did in them. Well, if he calls you, he equips you. Yes. So you have everything residing within your spirit, your spirit man, that yes. born again spirit man, to do everything 
that he's called you to do. We just have not tapped in to all of that. Well, uh, was it Moses that made excuses? Yeah. Said, I can't do this, so God sent someone to be his voice. Aaron to be his. Uh, and God will do that for you if you feel like you need that. But just think about if God, if Moses had not said that, God probably could have moved through him. Well, it, it caused him aggravation. You know, there were some things that later Miriam and Aaron did to Moses that caused some conflict that if maybe Moses would have stepped out in faith, in faith and did okay, I'm allow do God to, yeah. So sometimes we, we make excuses, and it can um, cause us trouble <laughs> in the far. end. Like Abraham, you know, yeah. God told him to leave, and he took Lot, and we see what happened there. Um, so it takes an all-out stepping out in faith and just trusting him and doing what he's called you to do and quit making excuses. All of us have limits. Yeah. All of us Physical. Can, yes. Natural limits. All of us could use... Uh, excuses. Oh, yeah. When God called me to ministry, I could have used excuses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went through the story how it was when I first began to minister my first sermon. And I won't go through that again right now, but I could have used limits and said, I can't do this because of this. But I was willing because I, I was burnt. It was a burning on the inside of me to say, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And God used me. And I remember. For instance, my dad came and heard me minister at one of my first revivals. We had just got married. We went back, and I ministered during Thanksgiving, was it? Mm-hmm. And my dad came, and uh, he told my mom, said, Who is that? It's not Rodney. Because I made a decision that I was going to allow the Spirit of God to use me for what he had called me to do. And I just want to encourage you, don't put limits. If God has said something to you, keep praying about it and keep walking out what you can do and allow God to do what he can do. Listen, we're going to continue this next week or our next telecast on real life discussions. Sometimes we take a week off and we'll do uh, uh, real life discussions on YouTube. If you haven't listened to those, please go over to real life discussion with pastor Rodney on YouTube and subscribe and listen to those. It's growing over there. We're seeing people uh, subscribe to the telecast. So we appreciate that when you do that, we want again to wish you again, a happy 4th of July weekend. Mm -hmm. We want you to know that we love you in real life. We want you to know that we care for you. We're praying for you. We'll be in touch with you on some other things later. Until next week, we pray God's best to be yours. Spirit, soul, soul, and and body. body, we love you.